God be the glory. I'm excited about being here yet another time, and I believe God is going to do some amazing things on today here at Northwest. Uh, Father God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this time. Now, God, speak. Speak a word that would literally change our lives. Speak a word, God, that you might be glorified, but God, that same word would cause the devil to be horrified. And God, that we're trusting and believing that uh, 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 yokes will be destroyed, burdens are going to be lifted, and we can become the example of who you are here in the earth realm. So we thank you and we love you and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody holler amen. 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 I know this is the season of love and uh, y'all had the, the, the major uh, uh, in, uh, couples encounter on yesterday. I, everybody came out delivered and healed and whole. Marriages are going to last from now on. And so uh, somebody say amen. I, ho I hope that's the, the end result of what happened yesterday. And so uh, I, I, I'm excited about being here just in December, December the 16th. As a matter of fact, I just celebrated 40 years of being married. <laughs> Besides the gray hair in my face, I know I only look 39, but you know, hey, uh, yes. Uh, but I, I was 20 and my wife was 19 when we got married. And uh, we, we've survived and come through what many people say would never happen. That you're, so, you're too young to do this, but God has blessed us. We have two beautiful children, ages 40 and 37, and four beautiful grandchildren, 17, 14, 8, and 6. So I know what God can and will do. Somebody say amen. I want to jump into this word. I want to jump into the word. Pastor Peter, thank you. I'm going to put my bid in early. Soon as this building is finished and we're dedicating it, you're the one coming by to do the dedication for me. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. Because I think you could speak into us so you could get ready for where you're going. Some of y'all will catch that next week. Watch it. The book of Romans, the, the, uh, I call it the, uh, uh, the gospel of grace. I call it the gospel of grace. Uh, we know that there's Mark, uh, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but I call this the gospel of grace. Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 18 through 21, then I'm going to read 26 through 28, then verse 37. Romans 8, 18 through 21, 26 through 28, and also verse 37. This is out of the Amplified re uh, Version of the Bible, so it might read a little bit different than what you have in your hand, but it's going to make sense after a while. It says, for I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of this present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. And there's some things you just had to go through so that God could get the best part out of you. You didn't learn how to do the things that you're going to be able to do in this next season if you hadn't gone through what you had to go through in this last season. I mean, you're now moments. But God has said, I'm going to get glory. He said, what you're going through does not compare to what's going to be revealed to you and in you. He said, I'm going to do some stuff to you, but I'm going to do some stuff through you. Is there anybody who said, I'm available to God so he can use me the way he wants to use me? He says, for even the whole creation, verse 19, waits eagerly for the children of God to be revealed. The King James Version says that for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to frustration 
and futility. They was going through stuff. I'm trying to do the best I can, and all I do is end up frustrated. Not willingly. I, I hadn't messed up because of some intentional fault on our part, but by the will of him who subjected it. God allowed it to happen. He says, watch this. And the reason is in hope that the creation itself will also be freed from its bondage to decay and gain interest into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should, but the Spirit himself knows our need at the right time. Oh, hallelujah. Intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people in accordance with God's will. Verse 28. And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for the good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. I need to throw this in. I ain't going to charge you nothing for it, but watch this. The devil has plots. God has a plan. Let me, let, let, let me rewind and say it in slow motion for the back row. Uh, the devil has plots. God has a plan. The devil is always trying to scheme against you. Uh, Masadia, methods, wiles up. He says he's got plots, but God has a plan. Do I got anybody here who will thank God that he got a plan for your life? I know the thoughts. I know the plans that I have for you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. Somebody ought to be shouting right now that God has a plan. I don't understand it all the time. Where the real folk at? I don't understand it all the time. It don't seem to make sense to me. In my logic, in my psyche, it seems crazy. But God has a plan. Verse 37. And yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. And gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us. Somebody ought to just shout, I'm glad he loved me. Come on, say it real loud. Say, I'm glad he loved me. Watch this. He loved us so much that the last part of it say, he loved us so much that he died for us. So this morning, I just want to take a few moments of your time and talk about manifesting the love of God manifesting the love of God. God, I need y'all to get this. Until we become the church. Say this with me. Say, I am, I am the, church. the church. Say it again. Say, I am, I am the church. church. See, until we become uh, the tangible expression of God based on us loving the way he loves, uh, we are literally missing our assignment here on earth. When I can't love the way God loves, I'm missing my assignment. God has us here to love. He has us here. I heard him talking about it earlier, uh, learning how to serve with love. Uh, watch this. If you, if you can't serve with love, come on, every now and then in your service, because you have the love of God, watch this, you shouldn't always have a frown on your face in the middle of your service. 
you ought to be able to come into his presence with singing and into his courts with praise. Are you listening to me here? You ought to have a joy deep down inside of you. The old folk would say it like this where I grew up. Uh, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. I, I, look, I ain't trying to mess with nobody this morning, but you, you really can't be on the greeters ministry and you never smile. Because you're the first impression of what's going to happen here at the church. I'm trying to hope somebody right now. Uh, you got to put, tell somebody, put a smile on your face. God, don't be scared of them. Y'all come to church here regular, don't you? I say, put a smile on your face. Go on and show all 32, 22, 16, 10. How many you got? Show them. Let somebody know that I got the love of God operating in me. Northwest, I don't know if y'all ready for me today, but I'm going to do the best I can. The word manifest, watch this, as an adjective means to be clear or obvious to the mind. But as a verb, it means to display. It means to show. It means the quality or the feeling by one's act or appearance. It means to demonstrate. What is the demonstration of the love of God that people see when they see you. Are you listening to me? Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Let, let, let me give it to you this way. Uh, this means, uh, uh, on a deeper level, it means to exhibit. It means to present or have a presentation of. It means to reveal, which means when people see us, the church, when, when, when people see us, the church, we become the, the revelation of or the revealing of who God really is. And for many people, the only God they really going to see is you. Ooh, God. So, so watch this. Watch this. The word means to reveal. It means to become the revelation or the revealing of something. And so what are we revealing? That someone that we reveal is God. Are you listening? What are we manifesting, preacher? I'm glad you asked me. I felt it in my spirit. We're manifesting God or the love of God because God is, oh man, I got a few Bible scholars in here with me this morning. God is love and the Bible says, he that loveth not knoweth not God. So you could go around and talk about how godly you are but if you're not exhibiting love, God said, you don't know me. Because how can you exhibit God, but you can't exhibit love? How, you can't demonstrate or show love to other people. Are you listening? Come on, talk to the preacher up in here. Watch this. If you talk to me, I might grow a couple of inches this morning. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. What are we manifesting? We're manifesting the love of God. This should challenge us, the church. I'm not talking about Northwest. I'm talking about us as individuals, the church. The 
ecclesia, the body of called out ones. You've been called out of something and you're called into something, which is the body of Christ. Watch this. I called you out of you are the church. It's not the brick and mortar. I'm excited about the, the, uh, y'all working on building a new building, but what about this building? Is it representing God and is it representing who we're supposed to be? Is it representing the love of God? Because we can build big buildings, but if we don't build this building, can I tell you the need for the bigger building is because of the need of this building being taken care of right here. This is challenges this morning because how can we say we are the church, but yet we cannot love all of God's children? <laughs> Boom. About to date myself. Some of y'all don't know who the Gap Band was, but they used to sing a song called You Dropped a Bomb on Me. <laughs> Boom. Are you still here? See, because... This love, somebody say this love. This love, love y'all, that I'm talking about today is not based on colors or creeds. Say this love. This love is not based on ethnicity or political affiliations. Because sometimes we only get along with people who look the way we look. They only live where we live. Y'all ain't saying nothing. They're a part of the same political party that I'm a part of. Y'all, oh God, I know God, God, I... Why you send me down this way today? But you got to understand this love. This love that I'm talking about goes beyond socioeconomic status. It goes beyond classism. It goes beyond what side of the track we've come from. This love, somebody say it again. Say this love. This love, they doing pretty good, Pastor Peter. They learning, boy. This love is an unconditional love of God, that, that God has, that God has shown toward us. God showed you a love as an example of how you're supposed to love. Yeah. Woo. He, he, he proved to you that you can love people who appear to be unlovable. You, you, you can love people who can be in the messiest of situations. Yeah. I, I, you, you can love people who have done the worst to you. They talked about you. They slandered your name. And you said, I ain't forgiving them for that because they don't know how bad they hurt me. Watch this. He said, this love, watch this. Romans 5 and 8 says what? For God commended his love toward us. And that's why we were yet sinners, tore from the floor, up on our way to hell, about to bust hell wide open. He extended his love toward you while you were still messed up. Here's what we do. We base our love on conditions. If they do this, I'll then love them. If they change that, I'll still, I'll then love them. Now, my question to you is this. What if God would have treated you that way? <sighs> my God. What if God would have said, when you get this together, I'll then allow salvation to come to your house. Man, I wish the cameras could show your face right now. Why? Because it's important 
that it's an unconditional love, not based on your conditions and not based on what you could do. God didn't wait for you to do something. He did something so that then you can have a changed life. So watch this. That's why verses 18 and 19, as I was reading them, was so powerful because it says, watch this, for I consider, I, I, I pondered on this thing from the standpoint of faith, that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. That means God getting ready to show off in somebody's life. God's getting ready to do some stuff. He, he's getting ready to show off in his church. Listen. For even the whole creation, all nature, waits eagerly for the children of God to be revealed. Once again, the King James Verse says, for the manifestation, for this demonstration, for this ex exhibition or this presentation of the church. Say it again. Say, I am the church. Watch this. So the text is telling us, church, the earth is waiting for the church to show up. Uh, uh, not, 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 not trying to tell you our conversation, but I was just telling my brother Jared, I said, Jared, I said, I said this, you know, my theme for the whole year has been uh, the year of anticipated manifestation. And normally you tell people something like that, they be like, ooh, I'm going to get a new car, I'm going to get a new house, I'm going to get this. Uh, um, God's going to manifest every promise in this season. God, God, God is going to call all things to turn around in my life. But guess what? I say the, the anticipated manifestation is that the church will now show up and be the church. What do you mean, Robinson? What do you mean? The church got to show up to be the church. I ain't trying to knock nobody. We do what we do. But I say, you know, there's sometimes that we're in what we would call the church and we're trying to be too much like the world. Once again, I felt it. You dropped a bomb on me. Watch this, watch this. Watch this. The world, the text lets us know, the world is waiting on the church. It says, I want to get directions from you, but you're spending all your time trying to be like me. When Romans 12 and 2 says, but be not conformed to the things of this world, but be ye transformed by the very renewing of your mind that you may prove the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Are y'all listening to me here? That means, watch this. The world ought to be influenced by us instead of letting us, letting the world influence us. I felt that in the Holy Ghost. The, word, the earth is waiting on the church to show up. The, the, the earth is waiting for the church to be the expression of the love of God, to demonstrate how it should be done. John 13, 34 through 35 says, And I give you a new commandment, that you should love one another. Would y'all do me a favor? We all friends up in here. Just look over at somebody and say, do you love me? Look at you. Look how soft you said it. You said it like you was almost scared to hear their response. Right? No, no, I want you to say it. I say, ask them again. Say, do you love me? Watch this. That means do you love me with all my proclivities? Do you love me with my messed up self? Do you love me though you know I'm dysfunctional? Do you? 
Do, do you love me? Watch this. You got to get it. He says, I give you a new commandment that you should love one another just as I've loved you. So you too should love one another. Watch verse 35. He says, by this, all men know that you are my disciples. They, they don't know that you belong to him because you drive nice or you live nice or you, you, you got the latest fashion wear, you're a fashionista. Uh, they, they, that's not how they know that you're a child of God, that you belong to God, that you're manifesting God. He says, they know it because you love one another. And if you keep on showing love among yourselves, you can't get the world to love godly until they see you display godly love. Hmm. I feel this tonight. I feel it this morning. I feel it this morning. Y'all about to make me preach like I'm over at Love Fellowship. Boy, good thing you ain't got no ham and B3 organ over here. I'll really take them for a ride. Why is this? Understand this. As we love and reveal the love of God, or we demonstrate the love of God, God then shows off in our lives and through our lives. People get to see a revelation of who God really is. And I don't know about y'all, I proclaimed it, that this is my season for God to show off in my life and through my life because I've yielded myself to let God do whatever he want to do in my life. So somebody got to catch it. Somebody got to catch this. And if you really catch it, you might just jump up and shout and run out of here like the kids were running. Watch this. Because you realize now that everything that you've gone through, the frustration and the futility of things in life, everything you have gone through was about the love of God being manifested in and through your life. Well, somebody just holler back at your boy and say, it's my season. Uh, do, do this for me. Make me feel like I'm over at Love Fellowship because if I was preaching like this over at Love Fellowship, somebody would have just yelled out, preach, short man, preach. Don't be scared. Look, look, don't, don't, don't be scared. I've been short all my life. It don't bother me. Uh, are you listening to me? Get this, y'all. I need y'all to grab it because it's the season that God is shifting and changing things. He's shifting the narrative. He's putting the Focus back on the church. He's saying it's the season. He says the earth is groaning, awaiting you to show up. Somebody holler, say it's time to show up. up. Say it again, say it's time to show up. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. That, that, that means many times we, we don't show up because we're concerned about how we're going to do it. How, how, how am I going to live that way? It's going, you're going to show up. It's going to work because the Spirit is interceding on your behalf. The Spirit is interceding on your behalf. I was telling them this morning in, in the priest service, uh, uh, so they only got a tidbit of what I'm trying to give you right now. Uh, uh, and, and I thank God for Pastor Peter. He, he gave me permission to have a little overtime today. Is that all right? Oh, thank you, thank you. But you got a good crowd, Pastor. Watch this. See, back in the day when I was growing up, they used to sing songs like somebody prayed for me. 
They had me on their mind. They took the time to pray for me. And they would say, I'm so glad they prayed that they took the time to pray for me. And I, I had a praying mother. She, she prayed for me when I didn't have enough sense to pray for myself. Right? Those were good prayers, but this is prayer on another level. When you realize that the Spirit is praying for you. The Spirit of God is interceding on your behalf. Didn't know what to pray, didn't know how to pray, but the Spirit prayed. Somebody say, the Spirit prayed for me. The Spirit put in a request for you. I, you didn't have to ask for it. He just knew what you needed. You didn't know how to ask for it. He just knew what you needed. He, 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 watch this. You, you, you were so down. You were so depressed. You were so low. But the Spirit of God interceded on your behalf. He became your advocate in the situation. Verse 26 says, in the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. Where are the real folk up in here? You ain't got no shame in your game today. You're you going to be real with me. And you would just holler back at your boy and say, I need some help. What are the real folk? I mean, some of y'all, I know you got it all together. You came out saved, sanctified, Kentucky fried. You real oily. You, you got it all together. You ain't never had no problem. Everything always been all right in your life. Who, I, I, I'm not dealing with you right now. I, I, I'm dealing with the folk who will just be honest. I need some help. Watch this. I, I need some help being able to love on some folk who sometimes are unlovable. I, 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 can, can I just say the way I feel it? I need some help uh, uh, loving on some folk that, watch this, uh, they hellish and I need to be able to love the hell out of them. There ain't nobody up in here. They probably go to Love Fellowship. But I know everybody in Northwest is on the same. Everybody good, you know. Yes, God. Watch this. I need some help. And the Spirit of God showed up and gave me what I needed. Understand, my beloved, God knows what you need, and he knows how to get it to you just when you need it the most. Because verse 26 goes on to say, we do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer that prayer as we should, but the Spirit himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with groanings too deep for words. Mm. Who would just be honest and say he showed up at the right time? Oh, yeah, he showed up at the right time. You was about to go snap, crackle, and pop, but he showed up at the right time. I, I, I was going down, but he showed up. I, I had been counted out, but he showed up. He was there at the right time. He was on time at the right time. This level of intercession, watch this, is based on the purpose or the assignment that's attached to our lives. And we all have an assignment, a purpose of being able to love one another. And it says, verse 27, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people in accordance with his will. So get this. Purpose is about God, not about us. purpose is about God and what God would have us to do, how God designed us to be. Because it's through the manifested purpose or manifesting the love of God that God is truly revealed. And it happens when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. 
He works where? And then what? See, I need several radical people up in here right now. I know this is risky to even ask you to do that. Uh, I need several radical people to, to, to jump up and shout, jump up and shout like this, jump up and shout. There, there, there's a thing on TikTok. I know some of y'all be on TikTok. I know you ain't tell Pastor Peter, but you be on TikTok. Uh, and there was a thing on TikTok that say, Holy Spirit, activate, activate, activate. Say, Holy Spirit, activate, activate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And those of y'all who are acting like you don't know, I, I, I feel you. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Because if we're going to see the manifested love of God at work in our lives, we need to ensure that God's spirit is actively at work in us and through us. Because the text says he prays in alignment with God's will for our life. Which means then we got to allow the spirit of God to pray on our behalf. And when we do that, we then can walk in step with God. And that's why Paul encourages us to walk in the spirit or literally to live in his presence. So Paul lets us know that the fruit of the spirit over in Galatians 5, round by verses 22 and 23, he says this fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us is love. The result of having God's spirit in us is what? So if you tell me you can't love, you just told me you don't have his spirit. He said this love is unselfish concern for others, but it also gives us joy. It gives us inner peace. It gives us patience. It gives, watch this, not, watch this, this, this patience deals with not just the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting. Uh, some of us, Wait, but we act crazy while we're waiting. Mm -hmm. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things, there is no law. Get this. That means his presence, are you listening? His presence and his intercession allows us to live life in the place of manifested purpose or love. And the manifestation or the presentation causes us to be the tangible presence of God in the earth realm. I now literally serve, I become the hands and I become the feet of God, of Jesus Christ here in the earth realm. Watch this. Now, y'all, we no longer have to tell people who we are. But as purpose manifests, people know without us having to tell them. If you got to tell somebody you're a Christian... You're not doing something right. Uh, I'm a Christian. I got 15 shirts that say I'm a Christian. If you got to go through all that, you're not doing something right. So here's the question of the morning. Can I give it to you? Can God be seen through your life or does your life overshadow God? My God, uh, they ain't liking me too much right now. Uh, uh, can God be seen through your life or does your life overshadow God? Because when our lives overshadow God, it keeps the manifested purpose and the manifested presence of God from being seen, which means then people cannot experience the love of God because our lives keeps them from being able to see God. It's when God can't be seen that he then allows things to happen in our lives to help put us back into alignment with his will. 
which causes us then to have that verse 28. Somebody just holler back at your boy and say, I'm getting ready to have a verse 28. Y'all almost saying it like you from over across the street. Uh, I, I'm getting ready to have a verse 28. And verse 28 says, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Verse 28 starts with the fact that we know. Somebody say, I know for myself. The word know means to know based on knowledge and experience. And somebody going to catch it and realize, because that means I've experienced enough of God to know that God, that I can trust God to do everything that he said he's going to do. Say it again, say I know him for myself. Well, what do you know about him, Bishop Robinson? I know that he's able. I know that he will never leave me, nor will he forsake me. Do you know him? I know that he is a provider. Do you know him? I know that he is a protector. I ask you, do you know him? I know that he is, Pastor Peter, a deliverer. And I know, as David would say, I know that he is my shepherd. And I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. I know him for myself. And after last year around this time, I know him to be a healer. Because last year around this time, I was going through surgery for prostate cancer. And I had a radical prostatectomy done. And I know that he is Jehovah Rapha. The Lord God who heals you. I know him for myself. And my grandma would say it like this. You can't make me doubt him. Because I know too much about him. I tried him for myself. Is there anybody here you tried him for yourself? You were sick and they told you you couldn't get well. But you're still here. And based on what I know. I know he's causing things to work together for the good of them who love him and are called according to his purpose. As a matter of fact, I need you to know that I'm confident in this thing, that he who begun a good work in me shall see it through until completion. Will somebody catch that thought and just holler back at me, say that God's work of love will be completed in my life. Oh my God, because he will see it through until completion. Because it's not until love becomes sacrificial that we know it's a God kind of love. Verse 32 says, he, he, he who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Will he not also freely and gracious give us all other things? So here's another question that I need you to answer. What are you willing to give up? Or what are you willing to sacrifice so that other people may live? Or are you withholding love and allowing other folk to die or remain in the same place? Ugh. So come here. That's why our church response 
has to be uniquely different than the world's response. We must make sure we are the express image of the one who made us. Verse 37 says, and amid all these things, we are more than conquerors, and we gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. For I am persuaded beyond all doubt that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things impending or threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of God. So in this season, I want more of God. And when I get more of God than anything else, there's a song that would say this. It says, I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup that's in your hand, lay back against you and begin to breathe. I want to feel your heartbeat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming because in this season, y'all, we got to be the express image of the love of God here in the earth realm. And so not only do I know him, but now this level of good happening in our lives is based on our love for him. Is there anybody here who would just shout back at your boy and say, I love him. Come on, say it like you really know. Say, I love him. And you know why you ought to love him? Because he first loved you. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. I, I feel a little Baptist now. I love him because he first loved me. I love him because he died for me. I love him because he worked it out for me. Is there anybody in here this morning? You love him and ain't nothing folk could do about it. They can't get you to change your mind. Somebody say, I love him. That song just was resonated with me. I, I played it all morning. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe, feel your heart beat. This love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hand. Lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heart beat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. God, today, continue to overwhelm us with your love so that we might manifest your love, so that we can manifest your love. We want to be examples. We want to be the demonstration of your love here in the earth realm. Show us your glory.
show us your power. If y'all would do me a favor, everybody's standing. I, 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 I just feel a, come on, Pastor Peter. I just feel a powerful move of God. And just as you lift your hands, And we ask God to fill us afresh. Fill us anew. Fill us with your power, oh God. Show us your glory. Manifest yourself. Let the cabal, let the weight of your glory fill this room even now. God, let your glory fill in such a way that there's healing in this room right now. There's wholeness in this room right now. There's deliverance in this room right now. And God, because you're filling us with your spirit, that which we said we could never do, we're now being empowered to be able to do. God, we said we could never forgive them, but God, we're being empowered to, for forgiveness to reign free in our lives. We, we're empowered to have that level of release in our lives. So now that we're able to serve, you said in your word that after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power and that to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the othermost parts of the world. We want to be the expression of you. Fill us, God. Fill us, God. Fill us, God. Every, every crevice of our lives. Fill us, God, so that we can live life the way you designed. In Jesus' name.